going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Conquest. A podcast where we talk about conventions, fandom, and all things pop culture. We're your hosts, Kat. And Shinmo. And this week, we're going into Westeros. We're talking Game of Thrones. Big finale happened this past weekend, and we're here to talk about it. But be aware, this episode is dark and full of spoilers, so if you have not watched the episode yet, please do not listen to this. Come back after. Yeah, definitely watch it and then come back. Definitely listen to this after, no matter what you do. All right, and today <laughs> we're joined, we have a couple guests today. Yeah. We're here, we're joined by... Hi everybody, I'm Tim. Charlene. And Sean. That's right, we have a full raid party. We're ready to do this. Yeah, we're ready to go. <laughs> we are the Conquest resident game of thrones experts so or maybe like three people we kind of just found to talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> calling yourself a resident expert it's like i already dead. made business cards <laughs> <laughs> all right let's jump right yeah. into this uh what did you guys think about the finale yes no hated it loved it what do you think i loved it personally i completely agree with you what about you three i i enjoyed it I um, I do feel overall, I'm, I'm not saying anything nobody said before about the season, but um, had some weird pacing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a super fun season. Like, you get to see a lot of stuff get revealed that, you've, that has been kind of telegraphed for a long time. There's a lot of payoffs. Yeah, there's a lot of payoffs. Um, and I know that this is something Sean is has harped on too is that it doesn't you don't have the sense of danger anymore that characters will die they just seem to be protecting their main I can see that a lot more than plot armor yeah there's a lot more plot armor than there used to be but yeah there's at least one scene in the season I have qualms with <laughs> <laughs> which we will definitely get to I'm sure <laughs> um yeah what about you guys um I really liked the season overall and the finale at first, I thought the finale was really slow, and it's like, oh, I just want something exciting to happen. And then, I mean, all the scenes that we're gonna talk about happen. It's like, yes, thank you, finally, this is exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh, everything with Arya and Sansa. Like all season, I've been saying that's all I've wanted to happen. Yeah, so. that was and, a nice scene. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about it a little bit more when we get there. But when we we all watched it together. Um, and a lot of you guys didn't seem surprised during that scene and I was genuinely shocked and I was talking to other people after and they were like yeah I was genuinely shocked and I was like okay because I felt like the stupid one in the room that was (laughs) like I didn't see this coming and everybody else did but I think I think I kind of saw it coming for the most part definitely yeah I just felt like they were both too smart to like be tricked by him now like they had both been so through so much especially Arya so like for them to be torn apart because of him, like, oh, that just wouldn't have made sense to me. I would have been so mad, and it wouldn't have made any sense for Arya's characters, especially. It was so jarring earlier in the season to have that huge fight scene. Not fight scene, but, like, argument between the two of them where you're like, this seems so out of character for both of for both of them, really. And um, I, I was reading today that they shot a scene that explains With Bran? the twist. I yeah, saw this. Yeah, I heard that, too. And it, they ju- ultimately just cut it for time, but it's like it makes kind sense. of important because it does feel like there are a lot of open unanswered questions after that scene. There's a great scene, um, 
And if you are listening to this, even after we warned you not to, if you haven't watched the episode, they slit little fingers' throat. <laughs> but there's nothing revealed in that scene that Sansa hasn't known for, like, two years. So I don't know what they were waiting for to carry out that execution. I don't think they... Well, the kids definitely didn't know about Littlefinger threatening Ned. They weren't there for that. So that was new information for them. That's the three-eyed raven coming in handy. Yeah. The Google search But that's Westeros. 100% not what they killed him for. They killed him for murder, which is the one thing Sansa actually watched him do. And treason, which threatening Ned, who he's supposed to be an ally yeah, of. That's also weird. It's like we were fine with the, tree, with the murder, but when you committed treason that's when we sorry i don't mean to i'm just I'm really like... glad that i have a reason to like sansa now <laughs> yeah. yeah and it See, was i I've mean don't get me wrong you. it was one of the coolest scenes in the in the season uh but uh also kind of weird yeah it was uh it definitely seemed like i liked because that scene that they cut out uh it definitely showed that the argument was real at least on sansa's half of it because in the scene, she goes to talk to Bran and ask him questions, and he fills in all the missing pieces, and it's like, oh, he is just fucking with us. Uh, and then it, they play it out from there. So the, you mean the argument between Sansa and Arya? Yeah. I didn't realize that. So the the one where she basically threatens to kill her because she's an assassin, is that's all a I, real... I'm pretty, at least how I interpreted it, I'm pretty sure that, that was all real. Until he overplayed his hand and talks about the whole, I play this game, I think of people's worst intentions. And that's where he went one step too far. And for me, one of the most satisfying deaths in the whole show happened. I, that was a great time. See, I, I disagree with, with you. It. I think that they both knew from the start. Like, I think when Arya came back and they started like talking and stuff, I think that... I think that Sansa was looking for a way to get rid of Littlefinger for a really long time. Like, she's so smart that she knew what he was doing. She saw all the things that he was doing and knew what, a type, what type of person he was, but she didn't have a way to actually get rid of him. So then in comes Arya, who she finds out has this list of people that she wants to murder and actually has been doing that, and she watches Arya fight in the yard, and I think Sansa finally put it together, like, here's my out. Here's how I get rid of this guy who is basically manipulating me and trying to, like, get you know, to be in charge of Winterfell, to be in charge of the North and try to take advantage of me when really she was like, I don't need you anymore. Like you taught me all those lessons. Like she says to him before they slit his throat, but I don't need you. And so she used her sister to get rid of him. Yeah, I I can see that too, especially because she was kind of his puppet for a really long time. Not always unwillingly but he definitely used her a lot more as a pawn to get things that he wanted and tried to convince her that it was for her benefit when it was more for his benefit so you could see her just getting to a place where she's like i'm tired of all these men deciding what's good for me all of them dictating what i'm doing and now i'm going to use what i've been seeing in the background and what i've been learning from these types of characters and finally take a stand and do something for myself right exactly and can we talk about the scene where Arya is following Littlefinger and like there's no way a that Arya didn't know that Littlefinger knew she was there like it's oh, just I yeah. think, I it's think just she was she's way she, right. she yeah, that's what I'm knew. saying and yeah. I feel like she knew what was happening and like she wouldn't have let that go on if she wasn't already planning with Sansa to do this thing you know I think she was definitely trying to lead her to the right answer and she was a little bit 
quicker than even how Sansa said she was a slow learner. Sean, but, you look like you disagree. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I think the turning point in that, that story arc was when they're in the, I, bl- I believe it was uh, Sansa's bedroom, and they were playing the, the game of faces. Um, and that was pretty much uh, Arya's way of telling Sansa, like, I'm on your side, like, just play this game, we're being watched. Exactly. Here's the dagger. Yeah, because if they had just been planning it the whole time, there's no point at all to have that scene. So I think that is kind of where our, uh, not Arya, uh, Sansa kind of does start to figure it out. It's like, oh, he is playing us, but Arya definitely knew the whole time. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That's interesting because one of the thoughts I've had is that what I, what was missing from that scene is a shot of Littlefinger like listening in, being like, yes, my plan is going perfectly. And then that kind of foreshadows them being like, ah, oh, we knew you were watching and that's why we put on that show for you. Like, that's kind of how I had to interpret I that. I can see scene. that. But I, I think that your explanation makes more sense that they, that was some, um, Aria kind of quietly explaining, um, we're being watched, but I'm on your side. Let's work together. I think if they had the obvious little finger standing in the do- in the hallway or like looking into their doorway or something, that would have been demeaning to the audience. I think they're I, gonna be like, I "You're agree. stupid." Totally agree. So, so you know, this is what's happening. He's right there. It's like you meddling kids and your shenanigans. When I first I saw it, I thought like that. Then after I, I because I've watched each episode of this season at least two or three times. After the second viewing, I was like, oh, no, this is where she's putting it together, and he's not outside with a glass to the door listening. I don't, I mean, maybe, but also it's the exact same concept as Littlefinger watching Arya go into his room and steal the raven message. Like, that's the exact same kind of dramatic irony. That's the precedence that the show set, so it could, like, let you know that Littlefinger's always watching but Ari is a little ahead of, ahead of the game. Yeah, that's actually how I felt too. Like I felt like they showed you the scene where Littlefinger knows that Arya is following him and like kind of set her up to later set the precedent that like he's probably still watching everything they're doing and still, you know, behind the closed doors when they're talking and that's why they're not having these open conversations about how they're going to eventually kill him or they're, you know, working against him and they're trying to lure him in to this trap because if he had any inkling whatsoever that they were going to go after him in that meeting and not Arya, then he wouldn't have shown up. He would have left. He would have fled, you right. know? And so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 this is fine. I was just going to say, you know, like, so they had to say that to him. They had to always have conversations so that if anybody heard, they were against each other. Yeah, because he's Littlefinger, so he's got eyes and ears everywhere. Even if he's not there, he's there. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. I think we can all just agree that I mean, I'm happy he's dead. Yeah, he it was stressing me out that he was still alive. It I, as soon as he came back after the battle of the bastards, I was like, someone needs to kill him. And I really, I really wanted it to be Arya, and I'm happy she did get the final slice there. I really thought that it was going to be a needle through the neck because I feel like he had to get his neck, like either head cut off, like neck, uh, throat slit, or like stabbed through it. I just thought that was the way to go. So I am happy it was a slit. And it was, I think it was either Kat or Sean that brought up, it's going to be, he's going to be killed with a dagger. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. And that is how he went. And I couldn't be happier that he's Mm -hmm. finally gone. Yeah, it's the dagger that started it all, more or less. So 
it's kind of bittersweet. It's almost like Ramsey Bolton, where you're like, it's a great character, but he fucking sucks, and I hope he dies. You he made I mean? me like he he was an awesome character, but he made me feel so uneasy through the whole thing. Who Littlefinger or Bolton? I mean Bolton yeah. for like a different reason, but Bolton is yeah. like was an incredible villain. Yeah. His death was the best death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty damn good. <laughs> I'm really glad that Littlefinger died to his own game. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the only way he could die, and I thought it was masterfully done. Yep. Hit on the knees, begging and crying. Couldn't have gone any other way. Yep. It was, like, kind of disappointing. You you would think you'd just be like... Oh, no. Oh, right, no, he's a little bitch. He deserved to die like yeah, that. Yeah, like, the, well, because he's kind of a... He's a weasel. Like, yeah, he's definitely a weasel, for sure. <laughs> um, but you would... He also is portrayed as being, like the smartest guy in the room throughout a lot of the show so it's kind of you wish that he had another trick up his sleeve besides i'm gonna get on my knees and beg for my life but i mean he definitely tried but didn't work out for him yeah but how can he compete with the three-eyed raven that's true (laughs) westeros now has google they can look (laughs) up anything they want at any time and they now know the answer but also just because you're smart doesn't mean you're brave you know, a lot of the things that he did were because he wanted to not be caught and not be, you know, the low life that he was before, basically. I thought it was almost comedic how he was like, don't I at least get to defend myself? And then he turned to the Nets and was like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think about the, I mean, we jumped ahead and talked about one of the best scenes, but. One of my favorite scenes, I guess, would be the opening in the Dragon Pit. Uh, not only did you get to see all these characters come together for a lot of the first time, but it's basically every... It was basically minus the Night's King and the Army of the Dead. It was every side of the war in one spot, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I love episodes like that, like uh, the Battle of the Bastards, that uh, yep. really portray like that medieval feel. Like this was definitely like a king's moot. Oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was so good. Yeah, it was tension through the whole thing. I they definitely got me for a second when the Hound opens up the crate, and I honestly thought I was like, oh man, is it actually dead this whole time? And there's gonna be a big battle here. Yeah, but, I was thinking the same thing. I was yeah. like, oh my god, are you serious? Like, come on. But it played out pretty cool, and I liked it. And uh, two of my favorite parts of that whole scene is the whole time going into the finale. I was hoping for a Podrick Tyrion little reunion, and they had been they were so happy right? to see each other. And I was like afraid it wasn't going to happen just because they were they've been like everybody's issue with this season is the pacing, and they've been jumping around so far. I was like, oh man, man, this is going to skip over it. But then it happened. It was a quick little thing. I was like, that's all I needed. And then they even threw Braun in there, all three of them back together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I couldn't have been happier. The Hound and Brienne, too. That was awesome. Like, yeah. She didn't really want to hurt him or kill him. She was just doing her duty to you know, protect Arya. And she thought that Arya needed her help before. And so he like when she saw thing. him, I think you could like actually see that she was happy. She was like, you're alive. I oh, and Arya is, too. Like, right. this best of both worlds. Right. <laughs> I loved the proud smile that spread across his face when she's like, Arya's alive, and she doesn't need anybody to protect her. He's like, yeah. He's a, he's a proud dad. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of scenes this episode where I thought it was really going to go sideways in, like, a red wedding kind of way. Like, when Bronn talked to Podrick and was like, let's go get a drink while the, you know, the higher-ups talk this out. I was like, oh, shit. Is he going to, like, 
murder him and then like in the background there's gonna be like, i would have been this, so like, pissed <laughs> yeah well i would too and then there was another scene it was the scene where theon like goes up to Jon snow and is like talking to him about See, like yeah. honor and like the right thing to do and all that kind of stuff and for some reason i was really tense in that scene cat said the same thing and i didn't really get that though i was like oh he's gonna this is his start of redemption well part of me was i think my brain was kind of like thinking through why did Euron even bring up his sister at that meeting because like, he's the a purpose dick of totally <laughs> but part of me was like oh well is theon thinking oh if i kill Jon Snow, maybe, and align myself with Cersei and Euron, maybe they'll let my oh, sister okay. go or something like that. So, I can see that. And it, I mean, it was all just, like, speculation, but it made me nervous in that scene. But that was... One of the things that was, like, a little disappointing to me about this scene is you didn't get that classic... You didn't really get that classic Game of Thrones dick punch that you get in I mean, a he, lot of the he seasons. almost gets... He gets kicked in the dick. That's yeah. true. He literally <laughs> he gets just doesn't have one. Yeah. Dick kicked. Yeah. But I mean, you had Viserion. Um, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Getting uh, whited, if you will. <laughs> um, but that was besides a big, that, was that like no, none of the major characters died, and I really thought that the Dragon Pit meeting was like where it was going to go right south for like a total your classic Cersei your classic Cersei um, blowing up the scepter mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I could see that. She's such a good character. Like, it's similar to she, Ramsey where you just, like, hate her with you love everything to hate inside her. of you. But you kind of respect her, too, right? You love too, how smart right? she is yeah. and how... She's um, alien. I don't know. She made. She fucked up quite a bit in this. I know, can I just episode. say I love how unimpressed she was by a dragon. Right. The first dragon in years. And she's like, you're late. Like, she <laughs> did not give any emotion to that she's like no. you're late she's so perceptive too when she brought up later on um how danny only had the two dragons not three and she's like one of them's dead mm-hmm. she's like she would have brought all three yeah it's like she's like that's what i would have done i hope mm-hmm. she gets yeah. burned by one i know it's we'll get into this later with predictions but it's gonna end up being like her and jamie vice versa one's gonna kill the other type thing i think but it would be cool to see her burned or eaten by a dragon i'll say it right now It'd or cool. white or yep, just cool. land on yeah. the Iron Throne again, and then all of it was for nothing. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. I'd love we'll, to see we'll her. To I'd love to see. Yeah, I think it'd be so satisfying to see Arya kill her ultimately. Since that would be cool. List, but mm. uh, the other big part of that scene that I loved was I. Th- I think I'm not the only one. A lot of people thought we were going to get it, but we just got an awesome tease of it. Was the Clegane Bowl? Yeah. The hound going right up to the mountain. It was like the promos for. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Literally what Game of Thrones is about. Just <laughs> brothers killing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like in wrestling where they tease that these two That's guys are going to have a huge exactly. fight, but it's really just like them smack talking. I, I was really like waiting for it. Like it's literally like, yeah, it was a pro. It was a weigh in. <laughs> it was McGregor and Mayweather. Only this fight will be much better than a patty cake match. So <laughs> it's going to work out better. What if it wasn't? <laughs> I, it would be such a letdown to so many people, but yeah. I hope it, it is. I hope it's as good as it, we hope is it's going to be. Is that the first time they've ever shown Sir Gregor's face that close? They I, did it like a few other times, but like that was a yeah, pretty Yeah, I feel like that was like look. the first time you actually saw like the dark skin and the red eyes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he looks they've, busted. I feel like they've like done kind of far away like oh like he's zombie but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember thinking like wow that's really freaky i do want to know how that will play in if he ever does come into contact with a white or the white walkers like 
oh, he's one of us. Or I don't know how that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Well, I was thinking because ultimately when Cersei's kind of like, yeah, I don't really care. I know I kind of put on a show that I was disturbed by these zombies, but I don't really care about it that much. If at the end of the day, I can't remember what her like mad scientist's name is, but... Oh, her hand? Uh, Kyber. Kyber. If they're like, yeah, we know about this. Like, we literally used this to create Sir Gregor. You know what I mean? Like, if there's something to that. I mean, he did go right over when... He picked um, that hand right up. He picked right that up. hand up and was like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I would not have touched I that. I really thought he was going to, like, go up and pick it up. I'm like, is he really going to try and sneak this away from everybody? No, or? and then Jon Snow was like, give me that. I need to do my science demonstration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Westeros version of the the volcano. <laughs> it's he has his own show, like Bill Nye. He just exactly. teaches people how to do science. Yeah. Jon Snow knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, uh, what did you guys? There are two big scenes in this episode that I was I was literally clenched the whole time. Uh, the, it's, <laughs> you it's, want to rethink that phrasing? No, yeah, it's true. For real. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with Tyrion and Cersei, I was like, "There's a chance." Oh yeah. I this was like the latter of the two that I was like, "Okay, this." I mean, it could go this way. I don't think so. But then when Cersei and uh, Jamie have their scene, I was like, "Oh my god, this could really be how they kill him right now." Yeah, and I actually yeah. was like, <gasps> even when, when he's on like yeah. the horse out there, mm-hmm. I was like, look behind you, dude. There's probably someone coming yeah. up behind you. Yeah, I my stomach dropped. I definitely thought we were going to see Jamie's head just fly off of his shoulders in that moment. I'm pretty sure Brown would have saved him in the end. <laughs> <laughs> One of his heroic old man leaps. Yeah. <laughs> old man jump. And they would have just surfaced like on a riverbed like two miles away somehow. <laughs> After falling into a pit of unbelievably deep water at a water's edge with heavy ass yep. armor on. hey people can swim all right sure sure yeah, I can. sure <laughs> that was we'll get to that in a little you bit you can about definitely swim season. when you're in like five feet of shoreline well like, i mean how else do you swim <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, that's kind of what i mean about them pulling their punches this season is it's like there were so many scenes or moments where somebody could have had a really cool death, especially given that we're only one and a half seasons away from the end of the show, um, and they just don't do it. Like it would, I think it would have been a perfect moment for Jamie to get killed by Sir Gregor. Like it, it, it makes cool. sense that you would die by from Cersei just being absolutely batshit crazy. I think that will still happen. They're just waiting for that last season because. Either Jamie or Cersei is going to be the cause of the death of one or the other. Yeah, most it's definitely going to be like a Romeo and Juliet type of situation, I think. Like Where yeah, they get so distraught they kill the other one. It'd be interesting. Right, yeah, to go or that Jamie way. kills Cersei because she's a crazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily yeah. happens. Right. Uh, um, so the other, we'll get to one more of the big ones. Unless, do you have something to say? Well, I was going to use the Tyrion Cersei to segue into the other big scene because I have a theory. But go on. Um. So the Tyrion Cersei conversation, obviously, when he finds out that she's pregnant, the conversation ends. So I feel like they struck some sort of deal for her to come out and semi agree to help them, even though we know that later she actually is going to backtrack and do whatever she wants. But I think this is just my theory that 
Tyrion figuring out she's pregnant and going with the understanding that Danny can't have kids may be promising a future heir of Danny's oh. to Cersei's future heir and then knowing that that could never come about, feeling okay with that. But then when he goes see the Jon Snow Daenerys hookup, is like, oh, oh, fuck, maybe she could actually get pregnant. And I just screwed myself and everybody yeah, on the ship. be super interesting if that's how they went. I mean, the only reason that Danny thinks that she can't have children is because some crazy witch told her that she couldn't. So, Again, I mean, not like, a there's, reliable yeah, source. Yeah, and she already had a baby once. And the only reason that baby died is because you had to give a life to save a life which is what she did to save her husband but like mm -hmm. she definitely had so, a baby before so i don't know why yeah, she thinks is, she can't that is really weird so but what you're saying is that you think they maybe struck a deal that if daenerys has a kid that they would arrange a marriage between cersei's kid and daenerys's kid and have a nice happy union yeah because ultimately at the end of the day the lannister thing is power we want power we want control we want to be noble we want to be respected and she said she wants her house to continue on so exactly that make she wants sense. her house to continue on so if she can align with another powerful house that is definitely the biggest threat to her i think that's a uh, at least some sort of deal that seems appealing at the moment if her other deal with euron doesn't work out yeah which it most likely won't because that guy's a dick but then <laughs> wouldn't it why I, I that doesn't explain to me why Tyrion seems like weird about John and Danny hooking up. Oh, he did. I mean, because it definitely looks like it. It seemed like he was thinking like, oh, this is just gonna complicate things down the road. Sure, yeah. but if but if assuming the theory that he promised some sort of marriage of the two children, wouldn't he be like, oh, this works out? Like she's gonna have, she, maybe she'll have a kid now because they're hooking no, because he doesn't no. actually want that to happen. Yeah, he said that like going off promise. of like thinking that Danny can't have children, so he's like really just trying to play Cersei and be like, oh, like you know, when Danny has a child, like we'll marry them, you know, if they're opposite sexes or whatever. But like in his mind, he's thinking, oh, Danny can never have a child, so now I'm just getting her to agree without actually having to give her anything in the end. Although this is kind of messed up, but what if it was more like uh, he was promising? that Daenerys would marry the child. I know oh. that's, like, messed up, but... Him, this is Game of think, Thrones. We're thinking, in messed yeah, up territory. Yeah, I mean, the Marjorie Tommen sure. age difference. Well, mm -hmm. and him, maybe him thinking, as far as I know, Daenerys can't have kids. We don't know who her heir would be, so that would make sense, and maybe I'll, I'll use that to convince Cersei. And then he's bummed out seeing Jon and Daenerys hook up, because if they do ultimately have a kid then there's no way they're not going to cut Cersei out of the picture because why, would, why wouldn't why would they? Right, and they talked about Danny not being able to have a kid so much this season. They, like, oh, she's hit you over the head with going it. To be she's yeah. going to be pregnant next opening, season. Opening scene next season. Yeah. Either that or it'll be a classic Game of Thrones twist and Jon will be pregnant. <laughs> He's going to own Disney World. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> he came back to life. I, I do have to disagree with uh, that theory, though. Um, I think... If that were if that theory were true, it kind of ruined the Tyrion character, at least for me, because um, he's like, he's not a Lannister at the well. I mean, only in name, right? Um, yeah. And he's kind of he's kind of built on small stature but high integrity. That's you know? true. Like that's true. I don't think he'd betray uh, Daenerys so openly like that or secretively. I guess. Um, I think it's more like that 
that face that he makes at the end of the episode is uh, more like him thinking down the line, like, romance is not good for, like, the battlefield. Like, this is going to mess things up. That's what I got out of it when I first saw it. Yeah, I could definitely see that being more likely the case. Um, It's going to sound really weird, but can we talk about the positions when they were having (laughs) sex? Because I think this is really interesting. So, (laughs) you, you see them having sex while Bran and... Sam are talking about John's origins and mm-hmm. his parents. Which I thought was a great way to do it. It yeah. was. It was very well like ju- juxtaposed with yeah. this. Yeah. So when they first come into John and Danny hooking up, John is on the bottom and his knee is literally bent and Danny's on top. And then when they start talking about how John's actually the heir to the throne, they switch positions and he's on top. Ooh, I didn't notice that before, right. but it, that is... That is great. Yeah, That's you, great, uh, yeah. like, you know, foreshadowing. You I brought like that, that up earlier, and I was yeah. like, so it's not just to see his butt. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody wanted to see his butt, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, that is actually super interesting to think if, like, they had put that much thought into one, like, little, because it wasn't a very I, long scene. No, I feel like they definitely did, because it's it had to be choreographed in a way that shows that there's tenderness between them, but also that there's, like, a deeper connection there and to bring that along with the story of how john's parents i mean were e- either way when they yeah. find out it's going to be awkward for all yeah i don't know i think danny would be into it i mean i mean literally that's I what know, she was yeah. raised on believing yeah. that like that's what the targaryens do they keep the bloodline pure and so john honestly is... i bet in her mind she's like oh man like this is not okay like i'm with someone who's not of my bloodline now but like like john yeah. is going to be upset Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> She's like instantly in bed again, you know? That's true. And then I feel like that was an awesome scene and it gave us more into Bran's powers, which we talked a little bit about how I I personally like how he can't he can see everything, but he's gotta focus on one moment. That way he is still a plot device that moves the story and gives more backstory. But it's not like Oh, why didn't he know this? Why can't he just fix this and this and this? Because he has to actually focus on it. So it gives it the writers definitely more leeway with it, which is cool. Yeah, I like that too. Also, can we talk about how Sam is the only person in the world who listens to girls? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to me because he was like, oh, I was, um, you know, transcribing this diary thing, but but you weren't. Gil- Gilly, Gilly was reading. Was, yeah. yeah, Gilly was reading it, and then she told you this thing and you basically ignored her and then got up and you guys left so he was, was having like, a long uh, day at work what? he was <laughs> tired and he listened but he was he had he had vent himself he had emptied a lot of bedpans that day it's a lot of he shit was, yeah he was just exhausted no i, uh, no, I agree it, it it works though because it connected but, it but uh, <laughs> did, he had to transcribe these though right he did so he so, actually did write it down right so i was thinking like she was reading back stuff that he had already transcribed, so it wasn't like she was necessarily telling him something he didn't already know. That's true. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. The way that they shot it made it seem like she was reading something that he didn't already know, and, you know, so, like, to me, especially when that scene ended and everyone was like, oh, of course, Sam's, like, a typical guy not listening to his girl (laughs) when she's trying to tell him something super important, you know, um, I don't know, because, like, right after that, they literally got up and left, and he was like, I'm done with this, you know? Yeah. So, to be fair, Gilly is really stupid. What? Mm, I don't know. She's got a long Hey, man, she yeah. had no formal yeah, education. <laughs> All right. 
I did. Yeah. And now she knows mean, what like, annulment like means. She doesn't know. She's not. She's not reading that to him because she realizes how important it is. She's just reading it because she's so, like, oh, let me Tim, read it. Tim, can you tell I me how many like steps there are on the high scepter? Trip. Like, hmm. She's not stupid. She was uneducated. There's yeah, a difference. Man. You can't tell us how many steps there are on the high scepter. She can. How many was it? I, I forget. Don't know. It, was it was like, like 25,000, something. <laughs> so I've never many. Heard. Not a clue. 500, 25,000. Some, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, we we're all super into Game of Thrones, so we all. I mean, it wasn't a huge re- the name. His name was a big reveal, uh, but overall, I don't think it was a huge reveal. Like we already know knew who his parents were and stuff. It was kind of cool seeing the line with uh, Robert's Rebellion was born or uh, based on a lie, which is cool. Yeah. It, what would that conversation be like at home, though? So just say like things had worked out. And everyone was fine and happy. And Rhaegar went home to his first son, Aegon, and his second son, Aegon. Oh, I'm not saying he's not a <laughs> shitty dad. Yeah. But. but, like, how do you differentiate that? Why would you give both of your sons the same name? Because it, it's, it's its dad's name, right? Or I guess. it's like uh, his uncle. It's, some, it's a relative's name. So, I don't know. Maybe he really likes a relative. So like, is Aegon the George Foreman equivalent in Westeros? <laughs> I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. What? Well, all of his sons are named George. Oh. Yeah. I think in the the show canon, anyways, that his other son Aegon was uh, dead by the time uh, John was born. Is it already? Oh, okay. Is he already dead? It, I'm, the show's not going to touch on him at this that's point. True. I don't think so. We, we have to assume that he died. Uh, I think I forget who killed him, but the mountain was it the mountain? I think it's yeah, it was the mountain it, kills Elia Martell. Yeah, and that's why or, uh, however you pronounce her name. Yeah, El- Elia or something like that. Elia, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's why the Viper's so pissed at the mountain because he killed her and the two children. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. how can you forget the Viper? It was one of the best characters. No, I didn't forget the, the Viper, but, but uh, I forgot. But like, he didn't kill the oh, children. Yeah. He didn't kill the children. The children are are Danny and. Viserys. No, 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 no. Rhaegar's kids. He had two kids. Yeah, Danny and Viserys. Rhaegar? No. Yeah, because it was so. It was like that's. Rhaegar is Danny's brother. Oh, oh, never mind. Yeah, I'm talking right. about the book. Never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's. I know <laughs> spoilers, it's spoilers. Spoilers for the book. By I know the way, it's different in the book. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm curious. What about the book? Um, in the book, in the last book, you find out that um, Rhaegar's kids actually weren't killed. Um, sorry, everybody. Um, but I don't so uh, when they go to kill them, Jamie actually sneaks them out, which is why Jamie's one of my favorite characters, um, because he kills the Mad King and he saves the children. Um, he sneaks them out, and then they burn to um, bodies that were already dead and say that they were the children of him. Pulls a Theon. Uh, yeah, so that's where he learned that. Yeah, okay. he does. Yeah, he pulls a Theon. All right. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, I'm sorry. I misspoke, but yes. Yeah. Huh? Does Theon still do that same thing in the books? Uh, no. So they just, like, straight up rip that off? Uh, a lot of Theon's story is... Not, it's made up for yeah, the show, right? Yeah, it's made up for the show. Huh. Theon, like, actually isn't even a really big character in the books at all, so. He'll get his redemption so I don't, and then yeah. die, I, don't, I think. I don't, at this point, I don't, like, really care about his story either on the show. Like, it seemed tacked on, that whole thing where he's like, oh, I'm going to go fight this guy. Like, I don't care Because they need this. a side quest. about Yara. Like, we'll get to this on the predictions, but I think it's going to be, that's how they get their fleet back. He's going to end up dying type thing, but he's going to bring the fleet back for Danny. Redeem himself fully in the process. Yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna, but I think he's totally gonna die, I think. There's a good chance of it. Uh, let's talk about the last scene in this because I couldn't have been happier because this is one of the few things 
that I predicted months and months before the season even started. I said the last, like the last scene of the last episode of the season, the wall was coming down, and it happened, mm, and I was so fucking excited. What about you guys? Um, I wanted more out of the scene, to be honest. I, like the Night King uh, mocked Bran Stark um, a while. I think it was the previous season, um, and that hasn't really come back at all. So I don't know what the purpose of that was. What I was expecting to happen was once Bran Stark was over the wall or across the wall, the whole thing went would go down like. All of it. Yeah, I, I did thought think the whole, whole wall and I, did too. I really that thought I that say. that would be very cool imagery that they could have used, but instead they used Viserion. Yeah, but it is magic on magic because I guess dragons yeah. are technically magic, so it does make sense. And the only reason I'm okay with the whole wall not coming down is because it let Tormund survive, and yeah. <laughs> I couldn't be happy about that. That's true. Tormund's the real hero. He's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, him and uh, Beric Dondarrion, they made it to the part where it doesn't fall, and I think they're going to walk into Castle Black and meet up with those guys, and we'll get into those predictions, but <laughs> after Winterfell, Winterfell actually falls, which I think will happen <laughs> next season. Uh, I'm glad that we got to see the White Dragon in it play, was cool. though. I was like, oh, they're going to save it for next season, and we're going to have to wait um, but they just busted that right out. And Came he was in with the so cool blue Frostfire. Yes, yeah, Frostfire. Yeah. People got caught up in the Frostfire. It was cool. <laughs> and it it was actually Did cool they seeing the whole confirm army. confirm it's Frostfire and not just like Blue Flame? I think it is, but a lot yeah. of people are calling it Frostfire. Uh, it looked just like Blue Fire. Yeah. It sounds cooler if it's Frostfire. Right? Mm-hmm. But it would be also harder to explain how it brought down an icy wall. Well, because it's magic. Tim already said that. Fire. Come on, Tim. Pay attention. Yeah, because there was like all kinds of enchantments and stuff on the wall to protect it. So magic on magic bring, cancels it out. Uh. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if it, if it is actually Frostfire, which I personally don't think it is... Uh, I'm not saying guess, it's actually but frost. I think it would be a better payoff if like it was the night it was attached to the Night King in some way. Like if the Night King is able to pass the the wall in some fashion, whether that be the the mark on Bran or him just flying over the wall or whatever. Um, we could find out maybe it's a Because it ties into the yeah. theory of Bran being inside of the Night King, um, which I am definitely a proponent of. Um I think it would be the most interesting way because why else do we care about Brand. this villain basically? Or and, Brand. and Brand. Because Bran yeah. is without that, without like that thing going on, like he's a plot he's, device. He's a boring character. Yeah. He's a Google. You know, it's bad when people are like, "Yeah, Sansa is a better Stark than Bran." I mean, I've uh, always I've liked always Sansa. Felt that way. I wouldn't say yeah. that. I mean, I've always <laughs> liked Sansa, but Bran, I is definitely like boring and weird now and even when he was like i remember everything i know everything and then sam's like actually he was annulled and uh they got married and he's like oh i didn't know that so you don't know everything be funny if he like killed sam right in that moment because he was just like upset (laughs) no one can know i am not i'm not sure (laughs) i do know everything uh so that basically wraps up the finale which overall i really liked i think most people here did too. Yeah. And the general consensus consensus of the public. What did you guys think of the season 
as a whole. Aside from the, do you want to use speed travel to get everywhere See, in the Seven Kingdoms? I am kind of okay with it. I'm I mean, totally okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I am too because it sped up the action and there's so yeah. much story that they have left to get in there. So I appreciated it. Exactly. But like Tim was saying, it going back and watching the old seasons, it's going to bum me out that they're a Taking, lot slower. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree with that. And that is that was probably me along with a lot of other people their biggest gripe about the season was that but it didn't affect me enough to where i was like this whole season's ruined but no i i got over it pretty quick travel times aside beyond the wall i think was probably my favorite episode in the franchise yeah it was so action-packed and felt a little bit like a horror movie like the scene where they're walking through and it's just white out conditions almost and then that white bear comes out of nowhere and is huge and attacks them was so and then he gets set on fire cool yeah and gets set on fire with those flaming swords that are so awesome i want yeah one. those are pretty <laughs> fucking awesome it's also <laughs> the only episode where a sort of big character died uh thora samir yeah uh, mm-hmm. which provides a very interesting story arc for beric Dondarrion because yeah. now he's not immortal mm-hmm. so that could be that could be cool to see what happens with that how many times did they brought him back before six, six. Uh, which actually one of my favorite parts of this season, especially in that episode, was all the character interactions, especially with, uh, I mean, Tormund was a big part. Like every time he was talking with someone, you'd get like fun little character moments. You got John talking with Jorah about Longclaw. Those are my favorite moments in any TV show is like the fun little personal character moments. And I feel like we got a lot of that with characters we don't usually see together. Uh, like they brought Gendry back, who's been rowing a boat for a couple seasons. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he was making that hammer, dude. That's what he's doing. It is a pretty fucking sweet hammer, which and now I would still be on the wall. Right? Did they <laughs> leave it there? Did the hound just drop it? Uh, but that was I. I just love that part about this season. Uh, but besides the weird travel, which I got used to pretty quick, the one thing that has pissed me off for this season and most of last season is where the hell is ghost yeah for i know last season's budget right i <laughs> i know it's a money thing but come on yeah there's no there's no way john wouldn't have brought ghost with him i think the wall. he's either at castle black or winterfell because santa does mention him in one of the last episodes like oh i'm not gonna just sit around and wait like ghost does i'm like he's around somewhere <laughs> still alive yeah is it a money thing because they had a polar bear right like, I, and three dragons. Right. It just, and the dragons looked incredible yes. this season. It was the best special effects they of did the look entire amazing. show, I think. there There's one scene in particular where I don't even ha- know how they did it. It's where um, Daenerys lands um, when she's rescuing them and beyond the wall. And it's a just like one continuous shot of her landing and somebody else like walking up and touching the dragon. And it looks real the whole time. And usually I feel like the parts where you're seeing the CGI looks great on its own, but as soon as like a real person interacts with it, that's when it looks fake. And it looked incredible. It did. And uh, I just felt consistently through the show, the dragons looked better than they've ever looked throughout the entire uh, series. I felt the same way when um, they land and then John like reaches out his hand and is petting him when they're at Dragonstone. Yeah, the teeth I felt the same way. Yeah, I was yep. like, "This is really awesome. It looks really great." But why they just find the money for it? Damn it! I yeah. want to see Ghost back. 
I, no. I feel like if they they, they kind of have to in the last season, but what the fuck? Especially because they had a whole scene with Arya's direwolf, exactly, which is way less consequential than like having one that accompanies John and a mission that could potentially end the war of wars. You know what I, I mean, mean like I that. get why he's not with him when he goes to see Daenerys. It's like, oh, you brought your pet, like. Or you brought your attack dog type thing. I get yeah. why he's either he at Winterfell or on the wall with him. Yeah, it's, exactly. It seems unrealistic that he wouldn't. Yep. In a fantasy show, that seemed unrealistic right? that <laughs> he wouldn't go with him. Although I'm kind of glad he didn't because he probably would have died. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. That's <laughs> sort of how I felt about the season in general, though. The pa- I, I think it probably is the pacing that makes it feel a little bit like fan fiction. Where they're like, oh, and it'd be so cool if like these five characters got together and like went on a secret mission across the wall. But Tim, it is cool. Matter. It definitely <laughs> is. It one hundred percent is. And again, that is, I, I would agree that that's probably the best episode of the season. But uh, definitely, I would say the sh- the season feels tonally different. Oh, definitely. Than previous does. seasons, like they had more. I, there's always some kinds of jokes a little bit, but I feel like they played up the humor a little bit more even in the cuts oh, that they did between scenes and making more humorous jokes or like one one of my favorite moments was when john finally meets danny and uh they're rattling off her hundred nicknames and, and davos, davos oh is like God, and this so is john funny. snow <laughs> yeah. i also love king of the north one of my favorite yeah and when sam too, comes yeah. in and he's like Oh, you survived beyond the wall. What happened to you? And he's like, I became the three-eyed raven. And Sam's just like, Oh, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> and, yeah. and when um, Davos tells Gendry not to tell anyone who he is, and then he meets Jon Snow, right and immediately was like, was Yeah, good. Robert Baratheon's bastard. And Jon was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. They poked a lot of fun like, yeah. at Kid Harrington's height, like in that scene. Yeah. They did it a few times. Mm-hmm. Like they did. The humor was great. Yeah, I feel uh, like they built a lot of connections with a lot of the characters that had never really interacted before, which was good, and which is what you're going to need yep. for it to matter when they all die next season. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the Hound and Tormund, they see them bond, he saves right. him and stuff. Yeah, they good. bond because I, they both want to do the same lady. Exactly. Know? I it's hope great. that yeah. happens because the way this season went, it makes it feel like it's set up for a Harry Potter-style ending where like everybody's redeemed and everybody is alive and it's not like what? that big of a deal. Everybody dies in Harry Potter? What are you talking about? Only George dies. Uh, that's yeah. not true. Fred, no, Fred dies, not George. Right it's pretty uh, limited. The deaths are, are pretty limited are compared kidding? to Game Can of Thrones. A- oh, man, don't even. She's going to hurt yeah, you. She's what? Gonna, she's going to fight you. I know you're Harry they, Potter they need to be better than mine, but there's no way you're going to convince me that the bloodshed is worse. Oh, no, no. Worse. I'm not. Okay, Game of Thrones definitely has way more bloodshed than Harry Potter, but you cannot say that characters in Harry Potter did not die. A lot of the main characters in Harry Potter died. Totally. Yeah, and a lot of the ones with... See, there's a lot emotional of... Emotional connections exactly. died. Exactly. There's a lot of deaths in Game of Thrones, but there's more emotional connections to the characters that right. died in Harry Potter. Yeah. But I would say that's truer in past seasons of Game of Thrones than it was in the most recent season. Well, that's why I'm saying that they made a lot of those connections this season, so next season when they all die... There is definitely going to be a lot. I of hope death. that's true because I hope there so are a too. lot I want, of stretches. I want everyone season. to die. I, I literally do. Let's not get I crazy. Die. No, I, I seriously do. I, there's a good chance. Okay, can we can we talk about predictions now? Yeah, let's yeah. let's move okay. in strongly because you look like yeah, you're Charlie's ready to go. Yeah, hot with predictions. <laughs> what do you think's happening? I okay. Let's hear it. So I don't think that this is actually what was going to happen, but I would really love 
if in the end, Cersei is the only one left and all, everything that happened is for naught because she was on the throne to begin with and then all of this crazy stuff happened and then she ends up on the throne and everyone else just did whatever they did and died. I get that and it's an awesome like prediction and theory, but man, do I fucking hate it. Oh, I can definitely it see it happening. It's a great way to end a show that you never knew what was going to happen. It, it would be it a would classic be. Game of Thrones dick punch. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I can definitely see that happening in the books, but especially where they seem to be doing a handful of like fan service in the show and changing like things to make it, I don't want to say happier, but less bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going it's to be... a fanboy way to put that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then for real. But I think it's going to be a little bit, some kind of different ending. I'm picturing the last shot as, because I feel like every season, with the exception of six, so not every season, most seasons have ended with a Danny shot. I think she's going to die. I think John's going to die and it's going to be her on the Iron Throne with a big ass baby bump and her dragons flying above the kingdom. And that's it. That's like the last shot. Be interesting. See, I don't I don't know. Like, I can't I don't want that to happen. Like, I don't actually know what I want to happen. I think I really would love Jamie to kill Cersei. That would be really ideal Um because I've always been like a Jamie champion because I know that there's good in him. That's why he killed the Mad King because the Mad King was going to blow up the entire city of King's Landing and he stopped him from that. And like he took all of the flack for that and just like let people for years call him Kingslayer when really what he did was save millions Saved of, a people, bunch of people. You know? So like, roughly I don't one know. I just people. Yeah, exactly. Roughly, <laughs> there are roughly one million people in King's Landing. Thank you very much. Today. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I don't know. I kind of don't want, I kind of don't want Danny to win. I don't know. I 100% want Danny to win. I uh, think she's the best leader of all of them. Although it was a bit weird in the dragon pit scene. She feels like she's playing the beta to Cersei's alpha a little bit. She doesn't want to piss her off. They're trying to make a deal. So I get that. Mm. Yeah, totally. But it's it's a bit disappointing because you see her as such like uh, an aggressive but fair um, conqueror. And she tried to pull the the power move of coming in late with a dragon, and Cersei was like, "I don't give a fuck. You're late." <laughs> like, so she definitely tried to have an air of, um, like a brevity to her that Cersei was like, "Nope, this is my land. This is my arena." Like you're late you pissed me off sit down shut up what do you need to show me okay so i think she went in there with that intention and cersei was like backfired not having it yeah although i do agree that john will well i would like to see john die um in the end we already have seen him die uh well again um (laughs) but i think it was season two i forget what the tower is called but when danny goes nope when Danny goes into the tower where the warlocks live in Karth. Oh yeah, that creepy oh, ass place. And she's she's in she's in uh, the throne room, and there's snow falling in it, but she's also there. So I, they're kind of like might have already shown us what the end is going to be like. It's going to be her and Jon Snow. Mm. I think that I totally forgot about that. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna want to take a big guess and like say she's going to die, but it does make more sense for Jon to die. But I still think, not even talking deaths, I think because, I mean, the White Walkers, they're through the wall, and Winterfell's relatively close. So I think we're within the first episode or two, because there's only, what, six episodes next season, there's going to be a big battle at Winterfell. 
they're going to lose Winterfell. The Night King is going to take it. It's gone. And I think the last episode, or in the last episode, the last big battle will be at King's Landing between whoever the hell is left standing and the the White Walkers. And I think that and that's going to be the last big battle. I'd really be totally okay if the White Walkers just killed everybody in the There's a chance. Too. It could yeah. easily happen. I feel like in the books, that's definitely what's going to happen. And we do yeah, get probably, some, some foreshadowing of that with the beautiful shot of all of the snow coming down in the open roof over Cersei's map oh, of yeah. the Seven mm-hmm. Kingdoms. I love that. It was snowing in King's Landing. Yep. I, I would I would be fine with that, although I would want more of a, a great backstory for the White Walkers. Like, I'd want to have some sort of I feel like motivation it'll, it'll be, it'll for the, Knights, the Night King if that was ultimately what ended up happening. So there actually is, like, a lot of backstory for the White Walkers and um, the Children of the Forest, which they've, like, they hinted briefly at a little bit in mentioned, you know, in passing in the show in the book they go into a lot more depth about it so if that is how they're gonna end it i would hope that they do some back flashes with bran as the three-eyed raven like looking back on like the history of how like the children of the forest actually you know were in charge of westeros and then like the men came and you know like all the stuff that was in the cave that john there and Danny saw some kind of back you know story, yeah so i mean i think that that would make sense yeah I do believe that there's going to be a revelation that the Night King is somehow either a Stark or Bran does ha- Bran is inside him on some subconscious I, sort I of level. That, yeah. I was uh, reading an article today uh, there when they go past the wall, I think it is. Um, the shape of the direwolf? The shape of the direwolf head of the formation of in, yeah, the which White they're marching yeah. towards Winterfell. It's, yeah. we, so, and we watched it, me and Kat watched it before you guys showed up and it kind of does a little bit. It does kind of look like a dire wolf head. And and Ga- they, sorry. No, go ahead. And Game of Thrones, historically, the show, uh, has loved to tease like, um, like imagery, like patterns, like from a top-down view, like when they first go out into the, the wilds in the north, uh, they have like that spiral thing, and that's like the sign of the children of the forest or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forget what yeah. it was. But yeah, the circle. They've, yeah. they've historically liked doing those kinds of I thought scenes. you were talking about right and then you see that again in the cave that's yeah I really so. thought you were talking about when they were walking out behind the wall I was like they went out in a V shape and they're the mighty ducks <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a couple of fan theories I've been reading that are interesting one is based on the books I think it's kind of implied that the Night King is a Stark who falls in love with like a White Walker woman um, he was like the the uh, um the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Um, True. Nice. Um, and so oh, one, of the, the one of the theories that I've huh? heard... Is that in the books? Um, well, supposedly they don't know what happened to him. But yes, he goes beyond the wall and falls in love with someone, supposedly. Like, oh, he goes on like a quest, essentially, past the wall, and then he just never returns, and then they... He's Benjamin yeah. Stark. Okay. I mean, basically, he's Benjamin Stark, but in, right. a, in a bad way, supposedly. But yeah, I think, and that also has to, that story also has to do with the children of the forest and stuff, too. Interesting. So, so that makes sense. And w- one of the theories I read is that they, the White Walkers could be motivated by the violence that's been perpetrated against the Starks, like the, you know, Ned Stark being killed and the Red Wedding and all that sort of stuff. So they're basically like, so this out is for all, sort all of little a, fingers fall. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the other fan theory that I thought was really interesting is about uh, Danny and John, and it's about uh, the uh, the prince that was promised or whatever that whole prophecy. Oh yeah, yep. Um, and the idea that 
he is is it Azor Ahai is that the guy's name something like that yeah yeah that um, Melisandre is like always talking about that his story is that they were fighting the White Walkers and he had to create a sword called Lightbringer that would allow him to ultimately win this battle and he tried he had to temper it a bunch of different ways one was in fire one was in the heart of a lion and it kept breaking and ultimately how he had to temper the sword was in the heart of his lover and um, so he had to stab her and kill her and have her make the ultimate sacrifice and then the sword was was able to defeat the white walkers so there's this Mm. theory and i guess there's um in like one of the songs or the poems that or the prophecies they talk about how the sword will be found in the fire and the hero will draw draw it from the fire and defeat the night king so one of the theories that people talk about is because Danny is fire and John is snow, that story will repeat itself, and he'll have to temper the sword in her heart and kill her ultimately, and she's use the sword die. to defeat the Night King. I'm kind of blurry on the details, but I feel like all of those stories are intertwined. Like the the Night King story, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure has to has to do with that Lightbringer story too. Like I think that somehow they're all combined. I can't remember right now. I'd have to look it up, but they talked about that in like the first book or something so but yeah it was like a a tale they used to tell the children kind of like the one that nan tells bran about the white walkers in the first season um but yeah they used to tell them that like there was a stark who was a lord commander and like all that stuff but yeah so i don't know that'd be really cool if they brought all that stuff into it in the end i hope that they kind of give them a little bit more history because they're just kind of there right now Yeah. yeah yeah they only they only hit on it a little bit either way i am excited i think we all are excited to see the next season. I hope we we don't have to wait till 2019. Oh my god! But we'll find out so soon, I guess. Far away. I do hope the other rumor is true, and they're all almost two hours long. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but hopefully, we find out a lot of these answers. Hopefully, some of us are right about something. Yeah, it'd be cool to see yeah. some fan theories come to light. And before we kind of wrap this up, we want to do we. Most of us here, are bit, me and Kat, at least, are big fans of trivia. Mm-hmm. And Kat, you have a couple of trivia questions yeah, that you I worked do. up for this? I have some trivia questions, and Shimo's going to play. He doesn't I, know what the questions are. I have no are. idea what they are. And yeah. I feel like if I'm going to be beating trivia, it's going to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> I know it, but not as well. Yeah, yeah. trivia with Shimo is ridiculous. It's I not, know, I it's not even it. possible. Yeah. But I feel like you're. I feel like Charlene's going to be the dark horse in this one. She's going to get more of them right than you yeah. will. I mean, if this was Star Wars, it's I'd be like, a lot of you're going down, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I've always said it. I like Game of Thrones, and I enjoyed watching it. I've been watching it since it came on, and but I would not, I was not obsessed with it like everybody else. Uh, and I like I would wait like five or six episodes and then binge watch it and then finish off the other ones until season six. As soon as I watched, I waited a couple episodes in. After four episodes, I was like, no, I need to watch this every week. This is so good, and, and I absolutely love it. So yeah. But let's see what happens. What do you got? I, I got some. I got some softballs and I got some hard ones. Don't look. Tim's do trying to cheat. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. So, do we just you want us to blurt out the answers? How do you want us to do this? Yeah. Just whoever. All right. Whoever thinks they have the answer first, raise your hand so you're not yelling all over each other. Okay. I get that. All right. So I'm going to start with an easy one first. Who is known as the Knight of Flowers? That was. That was me. Sean. Yeah, I was, yeah, I forget his name now. Uh, is it, is it uh, 
it's Marjorie's brother. Uh, What's his name? L- L- I want to say Loris. L- Loris. Yep. Yeah, I want to say Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> Laurel, floral. Yeah, yeah it yeah. works, right? Yeah. Lorax. Yeah. The Lorax. <laughs> Iron Fist, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep, Sir Loris Tyrell. All right, I'll give you another another softball. What's the name of Rob Stark's direwolf? Sean. Grey Wind. Yep. Nice. Also the future name of my duck. <laughs> sure. Okay. What's its name now? Dead. I don't. Whoa. Wow. It's all, that, his dark. dire wolf is dead. Oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about my dog. No. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. Sean's dead dog. No. Pewter. Yeah, very pewter. Was it a joke? Pewter, man. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. What commonly follows all men must die? Fuck, that's a tough one. All men must die, but what is dead can never be killed. I don't know, something nope. like that. No idea. All I can think of is the Braveheart line. <laughs> uh, is that the Valar Mugalis or yep. whatever uh, it is? I don't know uh, how to pronounce yeah. that, but yeah. Um, so it's all men must die, all men must serve. Oh, weird. Is the full. But they always say it in the other language for the most part, right? Yeah, but I didn't yeah, want to try no, to yeah. <laughs> do that. Yeah, I can't pronounce either of them. But that just yeah. shows off her Game of Thrones linguistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Valar Margulis. Ooh, there we go. You're hey, like, yeah, look at you. you. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. I'll break out my Dothraki in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this Charlene might know this one more because she's the book reader. Um, who came first, the first men or the Andals? The Andals. No, it's the oh, first men. That was a complete 50-50 <laughs> guess. You didn't even raise your I hand. Didn't. I yeah. didn't. I, I cheated. <laughs> we'll give that one to Charlene. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that he was right. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think say the first yeah. men. Who are I don't the remember. Andals? We'll be, yeah. It's just one of Daenerys' nicknames. That's it. What, the Andals? No, they're, no. they're like, like another, queen, right? they're like another tribe from another part of the Seven Kingdoms oh. that stumbles upon where the first men were. And they actually um, were the ones to bring chivalry to Westeros to awesome. like oh. have that system of kings and knights and all that. Yeah, you go on Game of Thrones actually... Wikipedia for this? What? Did you go on Game of Thrones Wikipedia for no, this? No, I did not, my no? friend. No? No. I'm pretty sure that's one of the only titles that Daenerys doesn't have. I think that belongs to whoever is sitting on the Iron Throne. Isn't it? King isn't, of the Andals, isn't yeah. first of his name, yep. Tom Baratheon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, well, she's got so many of them, I get confused. Oh, God. Mm. That should have been one. What is all of Daenerys' names? You can name no, you like okay. two yeah, of no them. Way. Maybe. Breaker of Chains. We don't have that's, that much, we don't have that much it, time yeah. on the podcast. Mother, yeah. Mother of Dragons. <laughs> you know what? I'm blanking on this. Did Joffrey and Tommen go by Baratheon or Lannister? Baratheon. Baratheon. Yeah. They had to go by Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll go. I'll give another easy one. Can you give me the house words and sigils for all of the main houses? Nope. I might be able to. What are considered right. the main houses? Um, like most of the families that you see, like Lannister, so the main four? Stark. Um. I can do the main four. Yeah, and then if you want to branch out to like Greyjoy or Tully or. I can do so. Stark is the dire wolf, and winter is coming. Yep. Um. Baratheon's is the stag, and ours is the fury. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Lannisters is the lion, and 
It's Hear Me Roar, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to get that one mm-hmm. right. No, that's yeah. a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Targaryen is the dragon, and it's, uh, oh, I'm not going to remember it. Blood and Fire. Blood yep. and Fire. There you go. Nice. Uh, I don't know if I know any of the other ones. So. You got any? You got any, mm-hmm. No, I don't. Um, yeah. I know. Probably, I think it's like family, friends, honor, or something like that. Family, duty, honor. Family, duty, honor. Yeah. Um, and it's a and trout. And, yeah, and the Grey Joys <laughs> are the Kraken, and um, we do not sew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also... Is it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do not sew. Interesting. And well, then, they don't. Yeah, That's true. they just, they're pirates. They swim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tyrell's is a golden rose, and it's growing strong. And then... Oh, okay. Really cool. <laughs> 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 and then there's also the Martells, which is a sun through a spear. A spear through a sun, sorry. And it's unbowed, unbent, unbroken. That's a cool That's one. That's the best one. That is a really so cool, cool one. Cool. Yeah, the, their sigil looks really cool, too. But I'm they, so sad that they're all... They're, they're dead. They're all yeah, dead. They're all, they're all, <laughs> yeah, they're all... They are all bent or, yeah. and or broken. <laughs> <laughs> These are good questions. Mm, um, this one is really hard. Name, if you want, there are seven. Jeez. Name one of the gods from the faith of the seven. Uh, the mother. Yep. The father. Yep. <laughs> the, <son>. the Holy <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> the mother. The mother is the one that they they pray to the most. Mm-hmm. So the, is the seven the new gods or the old gods? I think it's the old. Yeah, I think the old gods. Old. Yeah. The, so. Isn't the Lord of Light the new gods? No, he's like his own thing. I like yeah. the, yeah. I like the like face of He's like the Christianity yeah. of the world. He's the Jesus. He's like yeah. the true God. Yeah. The one true the God. The one true worship God. Yeah. yeah. Um, for anyone playing at home, the others are the Maiden, the Crone, the Warrior, the Smith, and the Stranger. Oh, they say it too in the last episode yep. when they mm-hmm. get married. Son mm-hmm. of a bitch. I really thought they said crow, and I was like, oh, it's a night to watch no. them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last one um, dedicated to the OG main character because he was all over this season. What is the name of Ned Stark's sword? Sean. Ice. Yep. Nice. That was a good one. Yeah. No, it's ice. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pewter, Tim. Yeah, really pewter. Um, I'm going to delete that. Would there any of you like it or not? No, it's no. in. It's, <laughs> no, it's there. In. It's in. Yep. Yep. Um, one last round trip before we close out. If you could be any Game of Thrones character, who would you be? Or who do you think you would be? I really yeah, or think who do you think it. you would be? Uh, if you're listening at home, too, feel free to go on our Facebook or tw- tweet us, anything like that, because this is always fun to play. Does it have to be someone that we think that we are most like or that I would just, like, love to be? If you get both, by all means, yeah, give us one? both. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I guess Arya would be the one that I would, like, love to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think she's pretty badass. I really have enjoyed watching her journey. Um, I've never been, like, a super girly girl, so I totally get that about her. And if I lived in that world, I would definitely want to fight things instead of just wear pretty dresses. So okay. I'm totally into that. Yeah. Then... Who would you actually be? Who would I actually be? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Probably someone dead. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have died by now. Let's be honest. Uh, if I'm being honest, I'd probably be Hot Pie. Me too. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, I would want to be Aria or Danny, but right. I would definitely just be Hot Pie. I'd be hanging out, <laughs> just making some food, chilling. 100% no bit or anything. I would want to be Danny. I think she's the most badass character in the show i think she's 
the best at what she does. She's uh, an, a great leader. She's like wrecks people in battle. Like I just, uh, you can just say Tim, you want a dragon. You can I just do say want dragons. Who doesn't want a dragon? That's true. That's true. Um, she's the best. I think I'm probably Sam Tarly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam's pretty awesome. He's actually one of my favorite characters. Um, if I could be anybody in Game of Thrones, it would obviously be Tormund, Giant's Bane, because mm-hmm. he's I can actually badass. see you kind of be. Yeah. Like and I also too. think that I would also be Tormund, Giant's Bane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say if everyone here has named their preference. You like hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I can 100% see that. Yeah. You just yelling at people going into it, like going all out. I can 100% see that. I would be Ygritte, I think, because she's oh, dead. Because yeah. I wouldn't have made it. She I would be dead, I would, I would be like, dead definitely. You're really yeah. tough, but I would have been like, yeah. I would have okay. been like a red shirt that died in the first season. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the very people who dies in the very first episode from the White Walkers. I'm one of the White Walkers. <laughs> I would love to be Brienne just because she's so tall. I'd love to be tall. <laughs> what a weird requirement. That's the only reason. <laughs> well, she's she's such a badass. She's really funny. She's smart. Like she's a respected leader, but she's also really tall. Like I would love to be tall. Yeah. That's, a, that's a bonus, not the main right? reason to yeah. pick someone. There's a lot of tall characters in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's if, true. If I be actually a dragon, they're very tall. <laughs> or they're a giant. Huge. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I really had to think about it, uh, I guess it goes for both ways. I would like to be, and I think I actually would be, uh, Podrick. Yeah, I can yeah, see I can that. See I think I would go that with that. magic cock. Damn right. <laughs> I honestly wasn't even thinking about that until you just said it, but okay. <laughs> but, I, but I do have one. So. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we yeah. all know he's single, according to last episode. Yeah. Speed dating man over here. Mm-hmm. This should be a recurring joke. <laughs> I, I thought that's pewter. You guys already got me with pewter. Yeah. Well, Whenever we say a both. bad joke, we, can have many we jokes call it pewter. Yeah. And yeah. Always aim towards me. Yeah, you know what? You know what makes Peter like jokes all the time. Gold or silver quality joke. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for explaining. Yeah. All right, guys. It this this episode is getting <laughs> off track. Yeah. All right. We started Game of Thrones. Now we're making fun of me. Yeah. But, and let's end it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like Chinmo said, if there's any Game of Thrones character you think you would be, think you are, if you want to weigh in on this season, what you thought of the finale, um, any of our predictions, if predictions of your own. We'd love to hear him. Yeah, we'd love to hear him. So give us a shout at our Twitter, which is at Conquest Podcast. We're also Conquest Podcast on Instagram and, and Facebook. Facebook. We're on there. Yep. And uh, if you have any future cons you want to see us go to, anything you want to talk about, feel free to email us at conquestpod at gmail. Um, We're always open to uh, some suggestions. And we yeah, any have topics a you hear us talk about? handful of ideas of what we're going to be doing, and we'll probably put it out somewhere in a tentative schedule yeah uh but yeah we'd love to always open to more yeah so yeah let us know and uh, i think that about wraps it up so adios amigos and remember to be excellent to each other <laughs> <laughs>